Welcome back, everybody, to the Identical Draw podcast. This is podcast number five. Me and Thomas are on the road back to home after our South Dakota hunt, and we're going to kind of break that down in this podcast. Yeah. And uh, first, I want to thank our, our partner with Vortex Optics, who sponsors this podcast. Um, a big thing with this trip, we were hunting a lot of public ground, covering quite a few miles, not as many as antelope, but we were driving around. And I always like to have a pair of binoculars I call truck glass. And this trip, I use the new Diamondback 15 by 56s I just have them on the dash all the time. Just a quick grab when I see something that looks good or just ground I want to look at or if I think I see an animal, stuff like that. So It doesn't they, matter what you're doing. It's mm-mm. just nice to have binos on the dash. If you're with the, yeah, we're watching deer run by. If, if you're with the family, I mean, who doesn't love just, like, pulling over and checking out some deer, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, glass binos, it's awesome. Yep. Alrighty, let's get into it. Episode five. South Dakota. What a great state. Did us well in 2020. We, uh, you might be hearing some, some uh, driving odd in the back. Hopefully, just a little nice ambiance, but. Um, yeah, we are driving back. So, yeah, but South Dakota, man, it treated us so well in 2020. We'll, I mean, we're going to be back. I'm already thinking about when I need to apply for that uh, deer tag. But we shot, I mean, the theme of South Dakota was last day. Mm-hmm. Um, last day, last, honestly, you could say it, last couple seconds of our South Dakota turkey hunt. Literally uh, last few Literally seconds. last couple seconds. We were literally, I, Bo was in the case. That's how last second it was. Mm-hmm. We were heading on to Wisconsin for our turkey tour. And mm-hmm. um, we turned and looked, and there's, I mean, a big group of them literally uh, yeah, on the yeah. corner, on, on the, the corner line, of public. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And killed a, killed a Jake. And then uh, we had first day success with Brian killing his antelope buck. Mm-hmm. And then, Nate, you killed your um, antelope doe uh, just hours before we were done last day yep and then we killed this doe that we're going to get into last day so man south dakota it's been awesome there's a lot of game in that state mm-hmm. um let's i say we dive into some kansas city and then get into this hunt yeah three-day hunt so kansas we have hunted it twice i believe we hunted it at the end of september what was it the 28th maybe and then we hunted it early October, I believe. Um, anywhere in the Midwest, there was a large cold front that came through. Um, I mean, it dropped probably 20 degrees at least. I mean, I think it did the whole high up, upper 80s to low 90s to 60 degrees for the day high. Yeah. Um, and so we had to hunt that, of course. And we had good sits but not great sits the first hunt we went out there um we saw a lot of does a lot of them out in our um being in brassica field um that was good to see we didn't see it thomas and i were talking we didn't see that big of a group last year until late season yeah so hopefully the property's just holding them better yeah hopefully hopefully they're just they know food's there now because this is just this is the second season with food in that what used to be just a pasture field so mm-hmm. I think they're starting to get used to that. But, yeah, I mean, we didn't see 
groups that big at all early season. I mean, if we were lucky to see a couple does, um, even the, the night I killed my buck last year, we saw maybe a handful of three, mm -hmm. four, five does. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been great to see more does using that, mm -hmm. that bean plot. Cameras have been basically, I mean, we haven't, mature bucks haven't been around. I'll just say that. Um, not so not we, as much as we'd like. Yeah, so we haven't been, we're not like going there, oh, we, he's consistent, none of that. We just know that when you get cold temps with a big front coming through and we had a little bit of rain, when you have those things early October and late September, you, you might be able to get the first big move of bucks. Um, but really, our sits, we haven't seen any bucks on any of our sits. The second time we went down there, we, again, really late movement of just a bunch of does. And I do have a doe tag, so I was trying to fill that, but haven't even been given a shot opportunity yet. But that's basically been it. Yeah. The we, next 10-day forecast doesn't look crazy good. We might be down there once. We know that our top bucks are around. Yeah. We know they're around, um, but to say we have anything consistent is a lie. We, I mean, we we're waiting we're waiting for our property to shine, which is that middle to late October till January. Mm -hmm. It just um, we have so many deer use our property during those couple months. Uh, we're just waiting for that that shift, and you can't beat it though. October, even though we're not having a lot of deer activity, it's the best time of the year. I mean that when that those first couple of cold fronts come in just being in that tree stand it's uh, therapeutic mm -hmm. yeah so that's basically the Kansas City update we uh we're basically just going to be hunting it whenever the weather is good we're not going to be down there much just kind of sitting back letting the cameras do the work and go down and strike when it gets good so we're pretty excited there's a big thing happening next week we're uh, finally getting a shed put up on the mm -hmm. 80 which is going to be awesome my garage is full of uh cans 80 equipment like the dr mower and blinds and chainsaw and all these things so we're gonna be able to use that use that space we'll even be able to save some costs and just sleep in the shed mm -hmm. um so pretty excited about that to have a little structure down there until hopefully we have a cabin in the next i don't know five years so mm -hmm. that's going up this uh we decided i mean the parents basically wanted this shed to go up we asked for it to go up during the summer mm -hmm. and that was the plan. But then with COVID and everything, we decided to postpone it. But then I don't know. We just more of more. So the parents were like, Oh, let's, let's go for it. But th that was like late summer. So we're like, okay, so when do you want to build it? And if there's a time to build it, we're like, I mean, middle of October, hopefully there's a heat wave. So, yep. I mean, it's, it's working for the most part. The weather's, starting to dip a little bit those couple of days but nothing that's gonna hopefully produce some bunch of deer movement but mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we're excited that shed's gonna be fun to have down there yeah Alrighty, so let's get into the south dakota trip we uh you when did you apply for this tag i remember it, it was like the last day um like we were always planning on doing it is it winter or is it spring no it's a it's a spring application yeah so we applied for it just being like hey we've done western nebraska Let's just go up a little further north and give it a shot. I mean, we, I mean, we know there's muleys up there. It, from what we've seen, it seems like it's cool terrain. So we just, hey, let's go give it a shot. And uh, I think we had heard some good things too. Yeah, this trip was we were supposed to do a week long trip, um, but we just we could not take that time away from the family. We have been gone so much. We overbooked our fall. We overbooked. I mean, I the think fall. you can easily say that. Hardcore. The longest, the longest, like stint we've been home. 
is like nine days before we're leaving again for like a 12 day trip since August, late August. Yeah. So, I mean, I can count on my hands how many days we've been home. I feel like, so we cut this trip literally in half, seven days. Look like looking at it now would have been awesome, but we got it. We were able to get, um, some meat in the cooler after just three. So it's, we're happy with the, where we're at now. So we drove up Sunday. Um, what was that? Was that the third? Might've been the third, uh, the fourth, fourth. Yep. October 4th. Um, and we hunted that first evening and basically we just went to this chunk where I was, this trip was pretty, it seemed like we were rushing into it because Colorado was so tough that we didn't have a whole lot of time to scout during it. So I spent like a whole, I mean, I spent a good half a day at home e-scouting on on X and just waypoints going crazy and just calling people and whatnot. And, um, I called this lady and I was like, Hey, um, are there a lot of deer around? And, uh, she's like, Oh yeah, there's a lot of deer. I'm like, great. That's all I need to know. Um, talked to her for a little bit, said how dry I was. The fires have been really bad or whatever. And, uh, so I was like, okay, that's, that might be a good spot. And uh, that's basically where we started the hunt. We uh, we went there and just split up on top of this ridge. And this ground, it's like, it's really low drainages with oaks and cedars and then higher areas, higher I mean, bluff areas. It's, it's awesome land. Yeah. It is just awesome Just rolling land. hills. Like just scenic. But, I mean, we drove around quite a bit checking out walking and mm-hmm. we didn't see any pressure. Yeah, there, nobody. No trucks. So The whole time. Yeah, this this really good piece of public that Nate scouted, and um, we drove around. We we're like, okay, this is where we want to start. Drove around the whole thing, no trucks. So we we're like, okay, we've got this this couple thousand acre piece to ourselves. So we basically split up on this ridge top, probably I don't know, two hundred yards, mm-hmm. and then had our first evening that that Sunday evening, just glassing. And it didn't take long for deer to just start popping out. It was like five thirty-six, and mm-hmm. honestly, it was the best. Honestly, one it of the was. best evenings we had. Yeah, I don't we know never, what it was. But. We never had deer move that early the rest of the trip. Yeah, and so you saw a few does, and I started seeing a few does, and then I saw a few young bucks, just little guys, and then some turkeys, and then I saw a nice three and a half year old. Yep. Um, and then I kept looking over there because there's a certain age of bucks that hang out with does, and. This three and a half year old is like, okay, you could be with a group of does, but I feel like you're more of a bachelor group kind of buck. Mm-hmm. So I kept looking over in that timber every five, five to 10 minutes, checking, looking at doe, uh, doe groups just popping up out of this timber. Sure enough, about 6.30, I look um, where, where I spotted that like three and a half year old, he's got a buddy and his buddy's giant, mm-hmm. biggest deer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like his G2s were, I mean, are almost two feet, yeah. both of them. Borderline like just two giant, feet. Mm-hmm. giant frame. Probably like, 20 inch G2s, it's not bigger. There, there's like big deer that you see that you're like, wow, that, that's, that, that's a big deer. That's just a, that's a, that's a great class of deer. But then there's like some deer that, like with the spotter up, you're like. It doesn't look right. Like the proportions no, don't look right. No, The no, body to antlers didn't look right. Yeah. It, yeah just like when he rotates a certain way you're like wow that like that's a world-class frame like if he has Mm -hmm. some more points like he's a giant and uh i mean he was just a classic three by three 
if he had three by four, if oh, he, it depends if he had brows. If he, yeah. if he was, if he had brows, he was a four by five. Yeah, right. But we so, couldn't. Yeah. But so just an absolute giant first evening. That was basically what we were hoping to get out of it. We didn't even know we were going to hunt that evening. Honestly, yeah. we had other plans, but I mean, this whole South Dakota trip plans just continued to change. So mm-hmm. we were happy. That's basically how the night ended. But we did have a run-in with a rattler, rattlesnake, which was kept us on our toes on the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, our first, like, actually close run-in. We'd never, I'd never got one to rattle at me. No. But we were just uh, descending down this this little bluff. In the dark. Yeah, I was leading. And sure enough, <laughs> yeah, I just, I jumped back. I'm used to, like, the, the grasshoppers that rattle a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not that. You, like, jumped back hard. Like, I was behind Tom. Like, not super close, but kind of close. And, like, you, like, ran into me, I remember. I'd be like, what the heck? I'm surprised, too, because I wasn't, like, I was convinced it was a rattler. Mm-hmm. But something's, like, it was, like, my, 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 my caveman days, like, was, like, mm-hmm. step back. So I jumped back. And then I was like, what was that? And then I creep forward a little bit, and it goes again. <laughs> and then I see the whole snake under yeah. the tree. It's, like, coiled up. Snake. Yeah. So... Uh, and then I take a step and see the tail of one go right in front of me. It's like, oh, we're in the, we're in the den. No, but, um, we got out of there fine. But, uh, having the, <laughs> having a snake rattle, it'll, it'll make you a little nervous, but mm-hmm. we got down, didn't have any other snake issues besides seeing them all over, um, the rest of the trip. So, but that, yeah, that ended Sunday night. We were pumped as crap that night because we were like wow we found a giant buck um deer everywhere what like what more do you need i mean it, it wasn't hard it was easy we just i i scouted the stuff we were like hey let's try here no vehicles popped up over the hills within an hour we're looking at a booner yeah so uh, one plus of like doing the mule deer hunting we've done in the past mm-hmm. like the sand hills i mean you are amped if you can see like a group of does Mm-hmm. That day, mm-hmm. um, population is not near as good in the in the sand hills where we hunt. So, being able just to see a good amount of deer, um, nice bucks on evening number one, we were pretty am- amped about that. Got um, found yes, found found them. I'm trying to remember what happened then Monday, but we found them Monday Monday morning. We did a huge walkabout, and well. Am I, am I remembering that right? We we did no, we did stalk after them Sunday, Sunday, Sunday evening. Sunday, Sunday evening, evening we, did. we did. It wasn't yeah. much of a stalk. Yeah, like we, we, we like made closer. a move towards them and got yep. closer. But I need to mention that light was running out, wind was bad, whole thing. We so, got to like 150 yards. Yeah, them, we just stayed down and we saw them work that way. So mm-hmm. then that's how we started Sunday morning. Is we Monday morning? Yeah, sorry, Monday morning. We glassed that whole hillside again. Didn't see them. Then we made this big walkabout yep. and we did spot them, probably like 9:30, 10 ish. Uh, lucky spot and then again they were in a really tough spot they were bedded down yeah it was really weird this was, I think this was our best opportunity that got busted and I don't know how we were watching them at like 300 yards wouldn't you say Isn't that you, what you, were? you were I was I, I was going on a big roundabout stock yeah, to get trying there to get to them. and and our wind was fine it was like a crosswind. Yeah, nothing was, that nothing good. that could touch him. And it was steady. I mean, at least a steady and you, 10 I mean, to 15. You're at the minimum 300 yards. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it could be further. Closer to a quarter mile. And it's a group of six bucks, the big one, and then like a few smaller ones. And they were just going along the hillside, just bedded down. And all of them were bedded down at one point. And then one buck stands up and like is looking around. 
And then he stands up and looks around and they all just start just running off. I'm like, what? So, and I still have, I have no idea why they got up. And, but the thing is they, they were basically quartered at you. They were running yeah, almost, they, yeah, they were running at you. Yeah. They weren't so running they, away. They didn't spook from up. Maybe it was coyote. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It wasn't another hunter. We can, we know that. So, yeah. um, but they got out of there. Uh, that caused issues. We didn't see them again. What did we do that evening? I, I glassed there all the evening, didn't see anything. You went around in a truck, saw saw a lot of deer. Yep. You saw, what, one doe that night? Yeah. It was and really I, slow. Yeah, and, and I saw... That day was very windy, so mm-hmm. I kind of anticipated that. Yep. And I was driving around. I went to a new piece of walk-in, and I spotted up a bunch of deer. But it was crazy. An overwhelming theme of this trip was does everywhere. I mean, that night I probably saw 100 does. And I didn't see a single buck that entire night. It was nuts. Did not see a single buck. Um, and we actually, today, we were talking to the mailman in the area. He stopped and talked to us. He's like, dude, shoot does. Hunt does. Don't kill the bucks. Shoot the does. There's too many of them. He was like, the one person he was talking to in that area has had three cars totaled this year. He's hit three of them in the last week, but he's got a big truck. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this place has a freaking deer issue. I mean, there's so many around there, but they're all does. I mean, I I was looking over miles and miles and miles of country, seeing tons of deer, and I'm like, surely there's got to be just a little forky in this group, and I just couldn't see anything. But, yeah, that's basically what happened that night, and we woke up the next day kind of with a similar plan. Yeah, but yeah. We, basically, what held us there was like, that's a giant deer. Yeah. We can't just leave that spot. And we, ha- it's not like we've seen a bunch of other bucks that we yeah. can go after. Yeah. We didn't have a ton of other options. And that buck was in our mind enough that he got us to go back, mm-hmm. which works. I, we split up again, but, uh, it didn't take long for both of us. Actually, we spotted both, we both spotted mature bucks that morning. I went I, back to the walk-in yeah. where I saw tons of does and he went back to our original walk-in where he saw a big, the big, the buck. big buck and sure enough that group of six with that big deer was on that hillside exactly where uh, i thought they were supposed to be last night but they weren't mm-hmm. but so nate nate drives back over hikes into me and we put on the stock mm-hmm. basically we there's this little drainage that we could work through the issue that with, met up with another deer, drainage the issue with these deer was that they would never just like they wouldn't ever just never did we see the bed down for more than five minutes in mm-hmm. one spot they would just bed get up yeah. and move yeah just constantly moving going to the next range so that Nebraska, was really difficult we do hour long stocks after a bedded deer and they don't move yeah yeah you just wait till it starts to get warmish like nine mm-hmm. nine a.m. they bed down until the sun gets too hot move mm-hmm. to a different like shaded spot that's mm-hmm. that's what happens mm-hmm. that wasn't really the case and basically our plan was to follow the creek drainage to the drainage that they were in and then work that drainage up mm-hmm. and it honestly it, our plan worked perfectly yep it worked great. Um, our wind for the most part was good and these bucks two young ones would always like fight spar yeah they'd be sparring so you could hear their antlers antlers crashing. Crashing. <laughs> the first night they were doing the same thing we were like is that and every time fighting? when we'd glass them up we'd see them doing that yeah so then we're getting close sure enough we hear those youngsters giving them giving away their spot mm-hmm. they're uh, the the big papa in that group is probably like shut the hell up but mm-hmm. um we found out where they were at and slow like got on the other side of this timber slowly worked our way up our wind was sketchy at that point mm-hmm. it was just i mean it was, supposed, it was supposed to be good but in that drainage just swirling it was doing whatever it wanted to but 
we got on the correct side of these trees and started working it up. Sure enough, I see some eyes staring at me. I mean, we're going slow as heck. Like, it was a very, very soft bump. And we tuck in this evergreen and, and this, do, this, uh, no, this young buck bounds off. We get a range at 50 yards. Comfortable with that shot. Sure enough, somehow I shoot over the back of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, wh- I don't know. I, I, I mean, I haven't even actually looked at the, the I, shot. We, ha- we have not looked at the no. footage. We'll have to see. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I know, like, my first reaction was, oh, he ducked, but I anticipated for the duck. Mm-hmm. But I still shot over his back. So it is what it is. Um, I've missed more mule deer than I can count. That's just how it is. Eventually, I'm mm-hmm. going to have a, just a nice, easy, perfect shot. Um, but, yeah, missed that one. And then the group takes off mm-hmm. over the hill, and we say see ya. Yeah, we wave goodbye. I mean, there we, I we could see him like a few miles away. Still, like they probably they, still on public. Yeah, yeah, honestly, still in public. But they they pieced out. A yeah, long and ways away. Me, like as far as the mind game goes, after that, you're like, j- j- I just want a different group of deer. Let's just let's just find something else. Just let them be. Maybe they'll come back. This is their home area. Yeah. So that was that's Tuesday morning slash into the afternoon. Um, Tuesday evening, what, what, what did we do Tuesday evening? We uh, drove around quite a bit and went to a spot that you mm-hmm. saw a lot of deer. Yep, the same spot where I saw the buck that morning, and then I saw the, all the does the night before. And uh, that's it. We decided to get a little more aggressive and kind of get down in the trees where I'd seen the deer. But, I mean, and they just th- moved this so point, late. At this point in the hunt, like, okay, second to last evening, we have just, just tomorrow to hunt. Um, this tag is over 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Don't want to eat that tag really. Um, so we're like, any, like any legal deer, I'm going to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the mindset so far yeah. at this point. In the and hunt. I mean, yesterday was about 90 degrees. It got hot. Yeah. And so, I mean, the deer didn't move. Sunset's at 7:15, and we didn't see deer pop until 6:50 or seven. Yeah. I mean, late, which is tough because at that point you've got no during, time to make like, moves. Like during the day, it's difficult. Like you can try to make something happen, but if you don't spot something up in the morning and are able to follow it into the afternoon, it's it's pretty difficult. Like the the chance of you finding a bedded buck um, or a bedded deer at all is pretty difficult. So, mm. and that that was kind of where we were at um, Tuesday because the stock opportunity with those bucks was done mm. by noon. And we kind of were like at square one again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that night, it, it was it was a tough night. We just kind of uh, didn't look good for going home with meat. We were just like, ah, uh, we needed something to happen or at least but, see something that kept us in the area. But we did get private land permission. We did get private land permission. Yep. Yep. I I called that guy. Thanks to Onyx, they have the name you can look up and stuff. And I was able to just find a, a contact phone number. Gave that guy a call and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be fine. Just no, don't smoke. We've had a lot of fires. I'm like, I'm not gonna smoke it. And so we got. You're like, I well, I usually do a lot of stogie when I hunt deer, but I won't this time. Yeah. So after we talked about that, we were like, okay, we got. I mean, it was a huge chunk of ground, but it butted up to uh, that public piece. So now we've got all this ground that is available, which is awesome. So we woke up. Okay. So last night. Um, Tuesday night, we uh, we were going to a motel. 
because we were sick of sleeping in the truck. It was a cheap motel. Went over there, and uh, our necks are cranking. Yeah, everything's hurting. Because the issue is with that, um, we got per- we got permission to sleep in our truck on a lady's ground because all of the land was walking. Yep. Can't camp on walking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's it's probably an issue for the area. Like she mentioned, like she had like had let hunters sleep on her ground before. Yep. So we slept in the truck. I don't know why these truck manufacturers can't make these seats go flat. I mean, it, come on. Like, give us... It It helped me out. Yeah. So anyway, sleeping in the truck was bad. But we get this room, and, and the guy, the owner of the place, knew we were hunting. And he was like... He, he started texting me, like, are you hunting public? Or are you hunting tribal ground? Because there's a bunch of tribal ground in the area. And it's like, no, we're just hunting. Just just stay walking. And he's like, well, I got How hidden. would we be able to hunt tribal? We wouldn't. Why did he ask that? He might think we were tribal. Oh. I don't know. But uh, he basically was like, I've got this hidden gym. And uh, I was like, okay, you're going to show me where it's at? And he's like, just meet me at the restaurant that he also owns at like 630. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. So we met We met this guy, super nice guy. We've been dying for a cup of coffee too. And he offered nice, us a, piece, one of the a nicest, cup of coffee. One of the nicest like, guys I ever met. Yeah, he was great. But he's anyway, he pulled up on eggs. I pulled up on eggs. And he's like, yep, right here. I mean, if I have a state, if I have a state buck tag, that's where I'm going. And he's like, he owns a hunting business in the area. He said so his like, nephew wow. uh, shot over a five by five twice. Missed, yeah. yeah. Missed, missed this five, big mule deer five by five out there. So sure enough, we go out there and, uh, as I mean, as sun's cracking, I just, I find a big buck, big mature buck, 170 minimum. And, uh, that was basically that hunt. I mean, we got eyes on him and we knew he was like right on the edge of private and public on the public side. And he just dips down over this hill. And as soon as they do that, I mean, yeah. when you lose sight of a muley, you might as well just be and, praying. And the one issue about that piece is, I mean, it's small, it's 640, it's 640 acres. So as far as mule deer range goes, that it's pretty easy for that buck to uh, jump the fence. So mm. uh, we, we did, did a big loop, a really productive, should have been productive. I mean, we did fantastic. We were t- we took it slow. If there was a deer bedded, um, had the wind in our face. Yeah, it, it went well. Found a shed, mm. big um, mule deer shed, but didn't didn't find that guy, which really kind of screwed us because it just that took our morning yeah. hour, like the good morning hours that like I just mentioned you need to find him in the morning or kind of you're out of luck for the afternoon that's what happened to us because we took all of our morning trying to find this guy didn't get back to the truck till like 10 mm-hmm. at that point it's really starting to warm up deer are trying to find their bed stuff like mm-hmm. that so um we went into this afternoon hunt with like well last day like what like let's just do a giant 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 walkabout yep. in these drainages that were hoping holds deer yep that was the plan yeah so we basically we started on the walk-in ground where i'd seen all those does and stuff in the one buck and we walked that until it met up with the private property that we have permission on and we just kept working that working through that and sure enough i mean pretty much right off the bat we just bump a like a lightly bump like they just Kind of walking I don't know around. If I, I don't even know if we spooked them at all because they stuck no. around for yeah, they were just ten eating. minutes. They were just up about out of their beds. Um, four does, whitetail, yeah. whitetail muleys were mixing in this unit. Yeah, they didn't care at all. Um, 
four wide tail does and it's pretty cool because we don't have any of that mix anywhere else nope. we hunt so yeah. yeah these bottoms are just i mean it's it's bur oak bottoms with cedars and stuff yeah um it looks like northeast nebraska where we hunt and then out and then it's out in the hills like it looks like the sand hills kind of thing it's just this interesting mixture yeah um so we just keep working that and working that, and we're probably about an hour in. We worked that first well, group before for yeah, a little while. That first group I was able to work we in. Almost. I almost, yeah, I almost had a chip shot at, at a doe. Um, there, it was actually a group of five, and I couldn't see one of the does because she was bedded, and those four took off because they just wounded me. Um, kind of a soft spook, but they ran away. And then I turned to my, turned to my left, and there's a doe broadside 30 yards. Would have been an easy poke. She didn't give me enough time. And she went off. But, I mean, I was pretty happy. That was the first, like, 20 minutes into it. That's, I mean, basically almost executed the exact plan that we had um, thought up, um, just working the drainage. And sure enough, it was it, it was going to work out. So we continued on um, hoping that that group didn't just, like, bust out the whole creek bottom. Because mm-hmm. so, our main goal was to work those hills for the muleys. Yeah, to, we were just kind of using out of the creek bottom yeah. and then get up top. We were just using the creek bottom just for access to try to get there and not bust anything out in the hills. And then sure enough, we go into this next opening spot, see a bunch of deer bust, a bunch of whitetails bust further Wondering up. Wondering if it's, it could have been the same group. Yeah, yep. And then this lone doe, or one or two. One. One, just her. Yeah. Big doe just comes out and just like, Curiosity. Kind of like she must have seen. She us, might have heard of. those blow or something, and she yeah. got up working and just out. trotted. And then I, we saw one thing that was nice is we saw her first. Mm-hmm. We were able to get down. So by the time she saw us, um, she's probably sixty yards in the timber. Curiosity killed her. She just kind of trotted up to the um, wood line, which was at fifty yards, and that's mm-hmm. where I got my first range on her. Fifty yards, dialed the sight down. Um, drew back and she took a couple more steps so I, i'm guessing she was 47 ish mm-hmm. um she was in she was pretty tight in uh some smaller uh burr oaks mm-hmm. so my so right now she's just looking straight on just a frontal frontal view so my hesitation was if she turned broadside like i might not even get a shot chance at her mm-hmm. she might just run off and she had us pegged i mean we were in a wide open field mm-hmm. so i put the pin right on right on her chest um, shot hit perfect. Um, we watched her run off. Didn't see her fall or anything, but we watched her run off. And I just like from impact and from seeing the arrow fight, it, it just felt felt really good. Sure enough, we get up there and impact, and the blood trail was awesome. Just mm-hmm. very, very, very thick. And we found her. I don't know, sixty yards from that spot. Mm-hmm. But I was I was super pumped because just to fill this tag. Last day, um, I didn't want to come home empty-handed again after our elk trip and all of that. I needed some. Uh, I needed some uh, meat in the cooler, so mm-hmm. we found her. Uh, it was awesome. It was just a great moment. We just like cleaned her up in the Burrow Creek bottom, South Dakota. Um, doesn't get much better than that. No, it just those burr oaks and those creek bottoms. I mean, fall colors are amazing right now, orange and yellows, and it just takes me back to just. I mean, what we first started doing. I mean, just the fall vibe. I just loved hunting this area. I mean, this whole area of South Dakota, just I just was fixed on it. I mean, it's just a beautiful area. I mean, you have these big high bluffs, these steep cliffs, like a yeah, Badlands it's, type. It's and then you've got these, this Nebraska-esque, like big burrow bottoms with a bunch of turkeys and whitetails. But you have these big giant muleys up in the hills. It's just like... 
this perfect center of everything I love. So it's just one of those like moments, one of those scenes where you want to just like set the table, bring some pumpkins, yeah. sit down with your pumpkin latte and just like sit and like not do anything. Mm-hmm. Just sit and soak in the moment because it's the fall, best time of the year. Mm-hmm. Burrow Creek Bottom doesn't get much better. Um, so that happened. Made an awesome shot on this doe. Um, I mean, we're driving home now with a good bit of meat. I was pretty happy. We she got, we got a lot off of her. Yeah. And we were able to help out the mailman, hopefully keep keep him from hitting one more. Oh, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> little South Dakota doe management. And for all you big buck hunters that are like, oh, man, expensive tag, just a doe. Um, how I think about it is I aided in South Dakota's conservation program. I put in if anything it was more of a donation um and they gave me uh, a little bit of dough meat back but just like being able like if you ever don't fill a tag like we did the same thing in colorado mm-hmm. there's never like oh there's of course the man i wish i would have filled that tag but just like knowing that that money's going to a good cause like i i, I basically just bought a 300 and whatever dollar dough mm-hmm. um i mean I would have loved to come home with the buck, but it still feels really good to give to give back to South Dakota, and they're gonna be able to do a lot more uh, with that 300 bucks. And I was able to take a doe off the property, and and I mean we we learned a ton. I mean just experiencing yeah. the landscape and seeing it. I mean we're gonna be back here in the future for sure with more time to hopefully hone in and be a little more yeah, picky. Yeah, you can't beat the intel. Like mm-hmm. I, I said it on the earlier podcast, even the worst hunt, you always gain the info, mm-hmm. and we know hot spots. Um, places to check and mark off next time we come. Landowners, yeah, I mean, we met face yeah. to face with. Talked to multiple, got yeah. phone numbers. I mean, you just can't beat it mm-hmm. when you uh, hang out in the spot for just a couple of days, even. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna dice this dough up um, probably tonight still, and um, this is my first, basically besides some antelope that we had from yours, Nate. This is my first wild game of the of the season, so I'm yep. pretty amped. It was a great trip. I mean, I just, I love, I love the scenery and stuff. We're going to have this, uh, probably, uh, one of the episodes we give over to our buddies at Bear Archery for their YouTube. So stay tuned on that, that front, but we're going to have yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's an awesome episode. We see a lot of big bucks, got a mm-hmm. lot of big bucks on footage. Um, it's, I love just, just those, the morning and evening glass deer start popping. There's just that those moments of like anything could pop out right now. Yeah. I love those moments while mule deer hunting. I mean, when you, especially when you have good chunk of ground that you can just look over oh there's nothing better than just seeing some a deer with something fuzzy above its head and being like just wondering what's up there um, yeah. i love the moment of spots them with binos and knowing it's good and then throwing on the spot or just trying yeah. to relocate all um, of that i mean it was the what, what kind of things did you learn in this trip what would you say i mean we've done a lot of spot and stock like we're getting really i mean yeah. our skills are pretty honed yeah i like that um Man, just like, I I love that you uh, called landowners of walk-in just to see what was up. Mm-hmm. Not very many people are going to do that, like go the mm-hmm. extra step, even though you have permission. Just like having a friendly chat, like, and if you happen to run into them when you're on the property, mm-hmm. you have that, that base set. I think that's a really good call. Um, I don't know, though. Um, keep, like, after I missed that, that, uh, that buck at 50, um, 
it's just important to keep your mind in the game. Like I knew my bow was all, all tuned up. Um, yep. I felt really confident at the range the week before and all those things. It's just important um, to keep your head in the game, know you can do it. Because mm-hmm. um, like throughout the day, I think a lot in my head and like I always try to have them end positively. Like I'm doing like just shot opportunity after shot opportunity. I'm always just ranging things. So if a quick thing happens, I'm up and ready. Um, but just like even just having those little made up hunts in your brain go well, that helps. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, uh, I had a great trip. Um, I loved it. Um, just the vibe that those burrow Creek bottoms gave. And, um, I like in my mind, I have imprinted seeing that big giant buck that first evening. Um, oh, yeah. you, you can't start off, start off a hunt better. Just you, you can't time. get that. You can't get that out of your head. No, I mean, seeing big giant bucks like that and just the excitement factor is just they do something different to you that it's just like that's a giant animal but they're they are so tough to get they're so Mm -hmm. so tough i think the i think the one there's a lot of things that make great hunters but i think one of them is belief and believing that this hunt's going to go well and staying positive i think positive mental space is so important i mean we were just, like, for your doe example, I mean, we were just still hunting, just hoping, I mean, staying ready. And within 10 seconds, we spotted her, and you had shot her, and she was dead. I mean, yep. 10, 20 seconds before that even happened, we, I mean, Didn't we were just, we were just guys walking through a field. Yeah. So it's like just staying positive, thinking that it can happen, all those things. I mean, there's so many things on these mule deer hunts where I'm like, oh, this has to go right. And then this has to go right. Yeah. We see them, and then I'm like, great. Yeah, we see them, but I mean, well, they're they're yeah. a half mile over there. We have to get over there. We have to see if they if, if they even stay in our line of vision. If they don't, we have to relocate them. And I mean, all of that. I mean, like the buck this morning, we didn't relocate him. We saw him once, and then he vanished. And we worked. I mean, we did a huge giant loop and nothing. I mean, those yeah. types of things is what makes mule deer so tough. I mean, they're ghosts. But yeah, one thing I was happy about that we did was on that stock this morning. I'm trying to relocate that buck. Um, I didn't like anticipate where that buck was going to be. Like we had our ideas, but staying open-minded because that landscape, no matter where you are, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Even though like kind of in these Hills, it's especially hard to know where you're at, but anywhere, just um, always staying in the frame of mind. Like you don't know where that deer is. Uh, even if you're like 99.9% sure that deer is not on this hillside, act like he is. Because that 1% chance when he is, yep. you're going to be happy you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy with, like, even when we were closing in on the truck, I'm like, that buck's not here. But what if he mm-hmm. did a loop, mm-hmm. got spooked by a yote that we had heard earlier that morning? Any of those things can happen. So, yep. yeah, just always staying ready. Um, I had a arrow locked in the, yeah, the D-loop for a while just because, you know, I had rangefinder in hand. You just never know when, when that's going to happen, and you want to be able to do it make a good shot when that yeah. opportunity does present but so meets in the freezer south dakota's in the books um our next hunt we might slip in kansas city depending on weather but yeah. our next hunt is going to be with two new hunters um the first women of the whole new hunter experience carson and lauren utah and florida i think that's right yeah um we're going to be hunting in central nebraska for whitetails um i know carson's been shooting her bow but we're also going to have crossbows on hand, thanks to Bear Archery, and then Vortex hooked us up with their new crossbow sights. So crossfire, that, yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, so we're, we should be in the chips for that hunt. We're hunting a buddy's uh, place that has lots of deer on it. Yeah. Um, if anybody knows, if anybody watches our stuff, you've probably heard of Jacob Staub's name get thrown around cause we've been hunting with him for a long time. He's, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's really got me into archery. He, yeah. He's really the reason that, uh, we're both archery hunters. He mm-hmm. just came over. We hadn't seen the guy in years and he just came over, brought over his, uh, Hoyt that mm-hmm. I think he still shoots today. Right. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, we just, we, uh, couldn't go back from there. So. Yeah, he was. He's, he's always been. Him and his family have been super generous of having us out there, and um, it's it's a great piece of ground. And hopefully, you can get these ladies should, on their like, first deer. I we should have does like these. Mm-hmm. These two should easily kill deer. Yeah, um, we've. I mean, we've, we've seen lots and lots of deer. We have three, at least three sits. Um, depends when everybody gets in Friday, but probably three sits that we should. I mean, I think they. They'll take a doe. Um, I I don't know if either of them bought a buck tag, because uh, there you can buy a, a cheap, cheap river, yeah river uh, antlerless tag that you can get two two does actually you can get a bonus doe, so um, that's a lot cheaper than the the state state buck tag. Um, but yeah, that's gonna that's up next. And the weekend after that, we've got a group of three: um, Micah, Chris, and Clayton. That's going to be awesome. It's supposed to be like, that was supposed to be our big QDMA weekend, but COVID has dropped. I mean, we we're supposed to have how many new hunters? Eight? Seven. Seven? Yep. Seven down to three, which I don't mind. I think um, it stinks that these people can't come, mm-hmm. um, but I'm excited just because we're going to be able to focus so much better on these other people, these other new hunters. Um, we're going to have a crossbow for everybody, so mm-hmm. everybody's going to be able to hunt every single time. Um, then it's... Uh, Focused on the Kansas City getting some bucks down during the best time of the year, November. Oof. And then our, uh, I mean, our good buddy Spencer Newhart's coming to hunt the 80 for mm-hmm. a good chunk of days. Nate's going to have his firstborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's our last new hunter hunt with yeah. with some buddies. I so. should mention my wife, Michaela, right now is 32 weeks pregnant, having a round of Braxton Hicks right now. So that's awesome. Did you tell her to drink water? Yeah, she's she's hydrated um but yeah this next month it's gonna get dicey we're gonna have the bag ready to go and uh yeah we, we don't just know as long gender, as just as long as uh she lets us shoot freddy yep i told her have that kid yeah i told her i was like hey i'm just let me know last minute i'm gonna be done in the kansas city <laughs> pull up to the hospital fred's gonna be in the back of the truck and be like i'm gonna go birth my firstborn yeah oh but yeah we have amazing wives we truly have great wives but all right well that's the wrap hope you guys enjoyed it um first new hunter episodes are dropping this week baby um watch brian double lung big old speed goat um watch you do the same yep and then we'll have the next episode nebraska mule deer um with good old dylan and josh uh, action-packed hunt, just awesome. These hunts are amazing, guys. Yeah, just, just check them out. Incredible opportunities that these new hunters had. Um, mm-hmm. We've been in touch with all of them. Um, Barry, we need to tell Tom Senna. Oh yeah, our guy awesome. from on one of, on the antelope hunt um, who came with Brian. He killed his first deer. Nice little buck. Yeah, he didn't even know. He's a uh, if you know <laughs> yeah. Tom, yeah, he's half blind. I can't believe uh, he could find his tree stand. 
No, but uh, he he was able to shoot a, a buck, which he thought was a doe right away. <laughs> but then he walks up to it and noticed that it's a, I mean, it was at least a nice three by three. Yep. Yeah, he, he sent Michigan. us a jacked up video, which was just awesome to see his excitement. I'd like, that, a, so. I'd like a 40 minute call with him the evening before that. And we talked all about wind and, and stands and all those things. So, yeah, if anybody has any questions or you need a you need a phone call with me to know what where to set up, if you're a new hunter listening to this, give me a call um, or email us at info at identicaldraw.com. Anything you want, anything about the podcast or any um, news you want to share with us, we will read all of it, just mm-hmm. like we read all of the uh, new hunter entries. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And, Good luck out there as the fall continues. Peace out.